News of the Times. History News Short. Sudden Paralysis. The Dangers of Living in Regency in Victorian England. Living in Regency in Victorian England was fraught with danger. Unregulated food processing and a fairly relaxed attitude towards poison are only a few of the dangers that people could be exposed to in the home. Paralysis of the extremities was a real issue. In this short, we look at two cases and an example of what one would do in order to try to recover from being struck with paralysis. 1786. The Accidental Poisoning by Arsenic in 1786, tragedy struck the village of Badgeworth in Gloucestershire. William Benfield, a labourer of exemplary industry and sobriety, bought a sack of wheat and took it to be ground at Bubb's Mill near Alston. A rat catcher had mixed meal with white arsenic to poison vermin, of some of this was put by mistake into William's sack. The flour was used for three weeks to make bread for William, his wife Esther, and their children. The family soon began to feel unwell and had no reason to suspect that the bread was the cause. When neighbours were taken ill after borrowing a loaf of the Benfields, the bread was tested and particles of arsenic discovered. Physician Mr Clark of Cheltenham was called to help the Benfields. The medicines which he administered helped Esther and some of the children, but William and his sons, John aged 12 and Paul aged 8, were taken to Gloucester Infirmary. William died in great pain on the 28th of August 1786, about eight weeks after the flour was first used for baking. He had probably eaten the largest share of the bread. The Badgeworth Burial Register reads... William Benfield was buried in August the 30th by being poisoned by arsenic being put into his grist at Alstom Mill. On October the 16th in 1786, John and Paul were transferred to Bath Hospital to be treated with mineral waters. The symptoms on admission were vomiting, sore stomach, thirst and dryness of the mouth. The boys had begun to lose the use of their limbs, with both numbness and pain in the fingers and toes. John could just about walk, but Paul was unable to support himself. They drank the waters and bathed in them, with no other medicine prescribed except a gentle purgative when they arrived. When the report in the book was written on the 11th of December 1786, both boys were said to be improving. John was much stronger, whilst Paul could walk reasonably well without assistance and was improving daily. However, things must have taken a turn for the worse for Paul shortly afterwards because he died in Bath in the spring of 1787, age nine. He was buried on the 15th of March, 1787, at Bathwick St Mary's. Nearly 100 years later, and the dangers of poison or toxins to be found in food were still prevalent. 
This news article from 1859 is an example. Historically, it had been theorised that poorly processed pickled meats had been one of the causes for the failure of the polar expeditions in 1800s. From the Worcester Chronicle, November 1859. Poisoning by lead. The house surgeon at the Bradford Infirmary states that at the present time there is in that institution a patient who is suffering from symptoms which beyond question are referable to poisoning by lead. The patient is Charles Sutcliffe, a basket maker. He has lost the use of his hands, but under the treatment adopted he is improving. It appears that he had been in the habit of eating pork, which had been pickled in a leaden cistern, a mode of pickling said to be commonly adopted by Bradford pork butchers. Under the idea that the process is thereby facilitated, the plan, however, is fraught with dangers to life. Mr. Graham, in his letter, says that lead is certain to be corroded by the salt, etc., used, and through the quantities dissolved may be small, yet poison may thus be insidiously introduced into the system in sufficient quantity to cause very serious effects, as in the present case, which he states is by no means a solitary one. Surviving Poisons and Paralysis The famous historical waters from Bath were considered a prime method of healing for a number of ailments. The causes of paralysis requiring the restorative waters from Bath were many. The case of paralysis was broken down into different categories, following childbirth, caused by cold, caused by colic, caused by lead and copper, resulting from distorted vertebrae, caused by an accident, following a convulsive spasm, after a fever, after rheumatism, and no assignable cause. Some real examples of how paralysis was supposed to have struck, which give a good picture of life at that time. William Toop of Froome suffered from paralysis after going into cold water to gather watercress. David House, a cooper from Bristol, developed palsy after spending several hours bottling wine in a cold, damp cellar. Both men were cured in a month. John Evans from Salisbury was reported to have lost the use of his hands and arms from colic after drinking stale small beer in hot weather. Evans spent 13 months in Bath and was eventually discharged much better, but not cured. Industrial injuries from contact with noxious substances were recognised and treated. Several patients affected by working in brass foundries were cured. Samuel Smith, servant to Mr Wedgwood in Greek Street, Soho, suffered from dropped hands, paralysis resulting from lead or copper in paint. William Hinton from Gloucester was employed in pointing pins and the dust was said to have caused weakness in his hands and wrists. James Lewis Marks of Stratford-le-Bow, 
Middlesex was a house painter whose hands were paralysed by white lead poisoning. After 50 weeks at Bath, he was able to dress himself, cut his own food, write and use scissors, but he could no longer undertake hard labour. Bath Hospital was a charitable institution incorporated in 1739, established principally to extend the benefits of the mineral waters to poorer people. A book published in 1787 described the case histories of 52 named patients suffering from a variety of paralytic disorders. Treatment was usually limited to a maximum period of six months, although extensions and readmissions were sometimes granted. The majority of patients came from southwest England, but there were some from further afield, for example, London, Wales, Oxford, Shropshire, Kent, Hampshire and Hertfordshire. The hospital also aimed to publish its experimental observations so that other physicians could gain knowledge of the use of medicinal waters. Success in treating paralytic complaints encouraged the hospital to compile a book of cases selected from its medical records detailing the treatments given. For any of those who are unfamiliar with Bath, it continues as a known place to go for spa days and the historic Roman Bath can still be worth a visit. This has been News at the Times and I am Robin Coles.